Welcome to the Ain't Shit Show. It's uh, we're I'm so excited about this because I I've like been nerding out over your podcast for a while. Um, Jay Brandsetter from uh, I'm from the Internet. Super juiced to have you on. Like this is crazy because we never have other podcast guests that like that I actually like. Usually when people are like oh yeah a podcast I've never I've heard like maybe two or three episodes. I'm an active fan of yours. Like well thank you. No that's yeah. very great. Like you know I, yeah I'm I'm very happy for this. It's always really cool when people reach out to stuff. And yeah and Winslow was gonna come. It was just we had to you know last minute th- stuff happened. He's you know he's doing his game stuff and his tr- everything. But like. By all means, I'm very happy to be here, and I'm always happy to uh, talk about my stuff. You and Cybershell's Netlore, I think, are the best, like, audio-based internet history stuff going on now that Samantha's not really doing... Stephanie's not... hasn't been... Keeping up on uh, Ephemera, which was my favorite internet history podcast. Yes, that was uh, someone actually recommended that to me because, like, when I was starting to do this something awful, and they were like, "Oh, well, someone this, they were." T- I was telling people, well, "Who else has done this?" Because I want to like make sure I'm not like stepping on everyone's anyone's toes. I want to make sure, like, so I, that's I, they recommended me Ephemera, and then um, yeah, and I listened to like the "There's Your Problem" episode on Grover House. Like, I've kind of, I've kind of. I kind of enjoy seeing other people's takes on it, but that's also one of the reasons why I don't cover as much well-known stuff, or at least I haven't yet, because my thing is, it's like, if other people have already talked about it, it's like, if I do it, I want to have, like, have, like, a fun, you know, a twist on it, or take on it, or whatever, so that's why the the bigger ones like that, I'm kind of holding out on them until I can, I think I can do them justice. Absolutely. Uh, I started this podcast as, like, a Chapo clone, believe it or not, (laughs) so, (laughs) fucking, who knows where anything ends up, right? Like, that. I think... I don't know. I have no idea. Now, now other Chapo clones call us their Come Town clone. Yeah, now now an actual Chapo <laughs> clone calls us the Come Town clone, which is fine. I'm, okay, I'm It okay. is not fine. It is not fine. I think it's fine. great. I, I do not wish to associate with this milieu. Uh, I'm 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 talking with the guys right now, but here you can go through. Yeah, I think I have is like kitty? I think I, is that kitty time. One second. Oh, no, what is that? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Marcos lied to me. He was we're like, at, you want to just have, like, like, a fun, silly little podcast where we just talk about anything? And now we're the Chapo clone. Yes. <laughs> we're not. We're the Cumtown clone. Well, we were. That's how it is. We're yeah, sort of we like were. Chapo Trap House if they were intelligent and funny. Look, I like Clone Wars don't as much as anyone Chapo, else. Don't hate on the Chapo guys, because I want to try to be eventually on Chapo at some point. Except like for this. whichever one decides to come like on the, the show. I like the it's Clone Wars as much as anybody Hopefully else. Hopefully will, because he seems one. easiest to put around. Push around. I think, Sorry about. I'm just helping everyone kind of move around here. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. All good. All good. Um, you know, you're, you're. This is a wild. You literally just. Yeah, you're a madman for literally like moving and then being like, yeah, let's do a podcast. That's. <laughs> that's yeah, I no, love that no energy. No joke. Since I'm on mic, I will give you guys. So it is currently 8:42 p.m. So this is how. So yesterday at noon, I woke up. I spent like the entire afternoon packing all my stuff, my my worldly possessions into my Kia Forte. I started driving at 5 p.m. from Jacksonville, Florida. I ali- I arrived at Atlantic City, New Jersey at like 12 p- 12 noon. Um, I I checked into a hotel. I got stuff set up. I'm at I'm at my my friend slash employer's uh, Frederick Brennan's house right now. We're just uh, I was visiting, getting set up, and yeah. And then I was like, then I was like, perfect. So I, I got to have like a two hour power nap really quick after I checked in. <laughs> I got my my rats are still in their travel cage. I might I can bring them on camera later maybe. But, yeah. um, I'm not it's been a very chaotic right now, day. But if I was, you know, it'd be Rat Central. I am a rat. I'm a fellow Rat King. Rat King to Rat King. I love rats, <laughs> and they're such underrated pets. And are you like, the Rat Mom? I, I'm a Rat Dad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I, yeah, I love rats, love them to death. Uh, I haven't had them in like six or seven years. Yeah, don't worry. In post, we'll just leave all. Oh no, shit no, that's in. what the group is. They call themselves. <laughs> yeah, the, the homies. So. Yeah, it's all over the place. It's pretty neat. Yeah, you can kind of see the, the gang all here while doing it remotely. So I think technically yeah, this is, we I'm are just talking, the, uh, this is uh, Fred's mom, Vera. She's just uh, getting the cats fed. The gang's all nice. here. We're the ancient, we're the ancient and justified uh, Democratic <laughs> People's Republic of the homies. Of the homies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, no, the rats are great, and I am I'm very happy that rats have kind of become like a fun internet animal as of late, just because they're so like, cute and nice. They're like dogs, you they know. Really, they really are, yeah, definitely. And the only thing is, like, I've been driving all day with them, and they were in the front seat with me in a little travel cage because you know, since I take care, good care of them, the, the one they live in is like taller than I am. So <laughs> this travel cage is in like a little cage the whole time. It's the four of them on a big pile, just like. On, like underneath, like on a pile of newspapers, being like, "Hey, Dad," just just the whole time. <laughs> Do you take them to I work? I think one of the most. Um, I've I've I have snuck them into places. I took them to a movie theater once. That was really fun. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think you take them to see Ratatouille. <laughs> I have seen. I, I do. I at home. I've watched them with. Yeah, it is actually a very fun movie to watch with rats because, like, the once you once you're familiar with rats, that's one of the kind of the fun things. Is like Ratatouille is pretty accurate. Is very accurate to rats. Like you can tell they actually studied them in the way because since I'm a rat, since I have so much experience, I can kind of be like really annoying if I want to about like, oh, rats don't make that noise, but I don't because you know that's, I know. <laughs> Movies aren't real. I, I know that's yeah, yeah. something. something but, uh, I, think, I think it's I think it's unfair that dogs are allowed in the in the office, but rats are not allowed. I know you can just keep them in your desk, and nobody's there. Yeah. And you can put some food on the table and just slide it into the drawer. Nobody has to know they're there. Yeah. yeah As a guy nice. who used to work in an office doing facility stuff, let me say, I fucking hate dogs in the workplace. Right? It is one of the most I you don't understand. Like I went. I worked, like, keeping a building together, right? Like, doing the maintenance, crawling around in the fucking, in the HVAC systems, flushing oh, yeah. out, like, plumbing and all that stuff. And the last thing that I wanted to do after, you know, literally keeping the area around you guys, like, safe <laughs> and normal was pick up dog shit, right? And that was an insanely frustrating part of my, especially, like, I work in the Bay Area where you have people that would, like, there was, um, there was a guy who used to have two, uh, what are those called? great danes walk oh around the office and they would leave giant larger than human sized turds yeah like big boys. The, gi giant just giant turds and he would deny that he would like there's no way my dogs would shit in the office because they're trained they don't do this at home <laughs> yeah. and i was just like then that means that there is a extremely large man taking shits in our office, which is far more like <laughs> that big footwork office. Yeah. Yeah. It's either the dogs or you. So yeah. just... it was either you or like a man, a very well-fed man taking shits in our office like three times a day. I don't think it was you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just like three small dogs in a trench coat. Yeah, <laughs> taking giant shits together. It's taking a tower shit. <laughs> that does remind me. Since since we since kind of the juice was one of our one of my favorite weird bits of something awful like drug lore was like when people were on the opiates. Uh, people were addicted to opiate tea. One of the things that no, I think it was kratom. When people were really into uh, eating eating kratom leaf, they would uh, they would because they would be eating so much plant matter because they would have to eat so much of it to get anything from it. They would they would their thing was they would go to construct sites and use the porta potties there because they were literally taking like plumbing destroying shit because of all the plant material they were eating and they were like yeah just go to just go. that was like their pro tip like yeah just go to the porta potty then you don't have to worry about it i got so i'm i'm a 
kind of like I do. I kind of feel like I do what the crackhead clubhouse does with drugs, do. but for for me, it's like with health supplements and weird things Dude. like that. No, that doesn't make crack. any sense. So one of the things that I got way into was like cruciferous greens, which I don't mm. know if you know what cruciferous greens are. They're like kale, uh, Leafy arugula. Greens. It's no, it's all the like super. I don't know how to explain what they're what they do, but it's the it's lettuce, the, cabbage. No, no, yeah, no, like, like I know the biological term. I was like, wait, does he literally mean like the cru- like cruciferous plants, or is that like a street name for something? <laughs> no, 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 it's cruciferous. Like I'm talking like cruciferous like plant species. They're like, yeah, a, like broccoli and yeah. stuff. Yeah, they're they're so there was a moment when I was like on a diet that was like eighty percent cruciferous plant matter, and I was just eating that, and I was taking insanely liquid. I couldn't trust a fart. I like, I couldn't. I, like, I have to check. Like, am I sweating or nope? It's bad, right? Like, and it's because <laughs> the fiber in your diet. When you eat too much fiber normally, your body will just like get impacted from the fiber. But cruciferous greens are not like regular fiber. They're like, they're literally like a colon shredder. And I was <laughs> I was doing this to myself. For, like, four months before I finally decided I didn't want to live like this anymore. And, like, that's how long it took for me to realize, like, four months of not trusting farts is too hard of a life. So not to mention, it's expensive. Like, I was eating almost, like, I think almost, like, $140 a, a week. Yeah. Fucking fresh. I believe greens. it. Yeah. No. yeah after, four, like, after four months on that, you must be, like, so smooth. It must be, like, the pneumatic tubes at the bank. Just like... <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> I think you'd no. have real good shits because I'd be getting so much fiber. No, I yeah. was having. I got so what ended up happening was I had to like reacclimate to regular doos after that. <laughs> like, it was not a pleasant you experience. Had a real, it real tiny hor- butthole after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I was just having horrible. Like I would just. I was so impacted all the time. Like I'm gonna, even from anything. I'm gonna say this, and, and I'm gonna be grossed out when I say this, and I'm just imagining you taking a, a shit so big you nutted. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I can't tell if that's better or worse than the opposite. Yes, yes. I, I have no idea where that. Is. Nutting so hard that you shit. Yeah, I guess it depends <laughs> on the context. Because <laughs> at least one of those, it's probably more likely to be a solo activity. Oh, Although, yeah, who yeah. Knows? No, this is. I'm not here to kick. Well, we to, could. Well, we we could figure it out. We could get the. We could get the Luigi nutting sound effect and no, then play no, a bunch no, of no, juicy no, no, no. fart sounds at the same no. time and see how no. we feel about it. I used to go around the kitchen asking people if they've ever shit so hard they get a boner. Marcus, why won't you give our fans what they want? "Hmm." (laughs) Walk away. Because I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about what I wanted to talk about, which was like talking about your bowel movements. Cool internet forums that no one has ever heard of before. You don't want to talk about shit nutting people, like the private villa of corrupted citizens. No, like uh, Crime Think, which I was getting into. Crime Think ended up becoming a honeypot. Crime Think was like this anarchist, extremely, I don't know how to explain it, but it was like right-wing anarchist. I don't know how to fucking explain either of those. Like, they were monarchist anarchist, right? <laughs> like, I, I don't know how to fucking really understand, like, explain that. Or, but, like, the idea they that like, they wanted. Were they like, the king should just be like, fuck all this shit <laughs> pretty much, yeah pretty much the king should be like fuck you like it was it was hard to really explain the mentality there but yeah. like they had chops they knew what the fuck they were doing they would show you like there was like I, that's how i learned how to build like uh those what are those called the night the uh the nitrogen 
the ammonium nitrate car bomb with gas mixture shit, you know, like that people were doing. I learned oh, yeah, how to make the, like Yeah, the um the Oklahoma City blast off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> that was where it was at. You could find like hex like they were showing you pro like how to properly grew, glue uh hexagrams like what are those called? Not hexagrams, uh like hexagonal nuts onto a pipe bomb so that way like it had maximum projectile when it shit like that is what i was like read i'm like some edgy 17 like 17 18 year old kid so like to me this is cool i'm super into it but they had a bunch of like mailing lists that you could sign up for right you could just (laughs) sign and lots and lots and lots of fucking people did and it wasn't until like maybe three like it was up for like two or three years of people like signing up for the mailing list and from what i understood people would get stuff sent to them from the mailing list it was things like you know, like actual bomb diagrams or like what, like, like police chatter, uh, decryptors and shit like that they were sending to people. And then out of fucking blue, out of the blue, that website just goes down for like three or four months. And everybody, how I got onto that website was through another one called rottenegs.com, which is where like more LARPy people talking about things that they wanted to do, but they never really got into it. But the people who directed us into that into like that crime thing forum thing they <laughs> fucking those guys came back and were like yeah i just got done like doing eight months i was in jail for eight months fucking receiving like like you know for threatening my local like <laughs> like for threatening parliament and like trying to getting like what is it called like prepare i guess like in the uk there's like a law where you can't prepare an arsenal or like something i don't know fucking, oh, you can't do anything fun over there yeah, yeah, but people were getting busted left and fucking right. And it turns out it was like a huge international honeypot where they were just getting people's fucking information and just sending them stuff to, like, get them further along the line to radicalization. And then they would snatch their ass up, which is insane. But that was my, that was my, like, sec. Yeah. all good. I'll take a beef Merlot. <laughs> I got to cut all of this, man. <laughs> No, it's okay. Just leave it in, dude. No, I'm not going to leave any of this in. What happened to your arm? I got stung by a bee. Oh, okay. I fucking yeah. sliced my finger. You're not a chef anymore. How'd you do that? I fucking... I was making curry, and I just got distracted. I like literally just looked away for a second, and I cut right through the corner of my fingernail. Like, through the fingernail. It was, I was chopping uh, garlic all dumb as fuck and I cut the corner of my fingernail off it fucking sucked I've never cut myself that badly ever nature's got a taste for your blood now Marcos <laughs> yeah, I know more. yeah dude the ri- I got stung the river, the river I got, communicated I do want to I got stung by a fucking bee at work in a fridge in a freezer it fucking flew through like <laughs> I yeah, someone had opened up of like you know the the fridge door to get a beer it flew into the fucking fridge <laughs> and just immediately was like fuck this guy like fuck you dude and like just instantly i didn't notice it at all i just felt like a little like i got pinched or something so i brushed it away kept working and then my coworker like turns and goes what's up with your hand bro because like i have my apple watch on and like my shit got hella swollen like you can see the difference this giant lump is fucking 
me. Yeah, you look swole, dude. I, I thought you were going to say the Apple Watch told you you had a bee sting. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> no, it, my Apple Watch looked so hilarious because it looked like, I don't know how to explain it. It looked like when you when you put like uh, what what is? I can't hear you, Shogs. You're muted. I'm screwed. Ow, ow, ow! And your phone's going <laughs> off. Like you've been stung by. You have one bee sting. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I um, it looked like one of those when you. What is it called? Like like a, it looked like a. When you tie a tourniquet, you know what I mean? Like how yeah. all the. That's what it looked like. My hand was like just completely like my arm was enveloping over the the edge of the Apple Watch, and I was like, "Oh shit, I should take that off before it's too late." So that was <laughs> that was like my adventure today. But it, it's such a pain in the ass because like I don't know. I I get stung by bees at least six to eight times a year. I feel like way more than the average person. And yeah, you're you're throwing off the numbers for everyone else. <laughs> By bees or wasps or some type of insect, uh, I just get fucked up by animals. They just don't like me. And I, <laughs> it's insects, and it's a mutual hatred because I also don't like insects. They scare the fuck out of me. I'm very terrified of them. Oh yeah, so. I come from a pest control family, so I am 100% anti-insect. Although it is, I guess it is kind of ironic that I am pro rat then. But you know, <laughs> that I was actually rats. a fun thing when I was a, when I was a kid. When you were like in kindergarten, did you ever do that thing where you made a leprechaun trap? Was that like a thing you guys did, or I don't know if that's a regional thing. I, I, we didn't used to, because we're California, trapping is, like, too violent. We used to do, instead, where you <laughs> write a letter. Anymore. They, they mind all, they, they got, they already, yeah. you know, the gold's gone. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> they, um, they, they strip mined the rainbows. There's a rainbow yeah. tax. There's yeah, gold tax, drove, too. Yeah, yeah all we the leprechauns died out. making the Transcontinental Railroad. It was really yeah. tragic. <laughs> we drove the Irish out years ago. They um, went back to their ancestral homeland of Boston. Yeah, <laughs> of the East Coast. So, and Pennsylvania, and like Pittsburgh and Philly. <laughs> uh, but we had um, we had this thing where we wrote letters to a leprechaun. And I don't know why we did that, but we wrote letters to leprechauns. Like, asking them for stuff. Which I don't think that's part of the fucking, like... Yeah, that's the opposite. Leprechauns, you have to catch... Them. Yeah, the, 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 your teachers did not educate you on leprechauns at all. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> yeah. leprechaun lore. But for, yeah, because I mean, the reason why I was asking that is because... So, since my dad worked for a pest control company, we made our lepre leprechaun traps. Mine had, like, actual, like, glue traps and stuff in it. Like, you would use to catch, like, <laughs> real, like, like mice and stuff. And my teacher was like, oh, my, that's, a, that's very involved. <laughs> I, I was I, looking back, it would be really cool if we came back from lunch. Like, the teacher assistant was trapped in the glue trap. Like, help! <laughs> <laughs> we uh california is a weird place i'm like i'm starting to see how much i i just got back from montana i was with shogs shogs introduced That's, me to montana montana I'm big Mon sky country baby big yeah, sky I wasn't there at all yeah ruben we ruben don't have any leprechauns there. out here because the skies are a little too big and they, they their tiny little feet can't get all the way across the the vast areas these rainbows cover out here. <laughs> now, me and Rube, me and Rube went to Montana, uh, and had a great time. There's like a few weird, very funny things that happened. One of the first things that happened was, uh, I booked a I booked a room at the Gay Hotel. Like it's it's known as the Gay Hotel, in the in the area. It's like in the, on the website. They're like this this, you know, catering to LGBTQ plus, uh, like 
hotel, which is weird because I thought all hotels are gay hotels. I thought <laughs> literally I didn't realize that there was such a thing as a straight hotel. My whole life I didn't know that. But um, so like, I don't. We go in there. You mean I've just been having gay sex in straight hotels? I've been my having whole gay life. sex. Yeah, exactly. Um, Fuck. No, so <laughs> I go into this hotel. We go into this hotel together, uh, and it has fucking literally. It is the most bare bones hotel I've ever been to in my life. It's like super high rated, right? Like great rating, almost like a like almost like a nine or something like that. Yeah, it said bring your there. family here. Yeah, there's no fridge in the hotel, so no food you can keep overnight. There's no microwave, so you're definitely not nuking anything to stay, you know, whatever. Um, the TV has like no channels. You have to like Chromecast to your from your phone and then to do that you need to download an app so like wow. it's yeah so lots of weird shit the wi-fi works based on your last name and your room number and if you disconnect like from like you know you go out and leave you have to redo the entire thing right so like constant shit like that uh no vending machines there's ice buckets in every room but no ice machines uh, it's advertised that there's a gym, but there's no gym in there. And they say they have continental breakfast, but the continental breakfast is a attached coffee shop that is expensive like a motherfucker. Right. So it's not free. They say it's free. It's not free at all. It costs money. It costs lots of money. Yeah. They said and they had a that, German dungeon, but we couldn't find it. Yeah. There was a, there was supposed to be a Shiza dungeon there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no Shiza dungeon. We looked. No, there's a... Uh, there's like a um, we made our own Shiza dungeon with blackjack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was the friends we made along the way. Yeah. So they have like this store, like this super, like, th- like trendy store. I don't know how to explain. It's where I got this hat, but there's like a super trendy store attached to it, and like they sold everything, but like super upscaled. You couldn't. So like, I needed to buy. I needed a comb because I couldn't find my comb before I left. So I bought like a switchblade comb for like 18 bucks, which is that's outrageous prices for Montana, apparently, because like yeah. in California in California, $18, an $18 comb is made out of like, you know, fucking like whale, like, di- whale bone or some shit. No, it's like, you know, dis- discarded like chicken bones behind KFC. Is I like, have like fancy acetate <laughs> combs and they cost less than that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they had, so they had a sale. They had a sale rack with like jackets and shirts, and I checked the price on one of the jackets I thought I liked, and this shit was a hundred dollars on sale. Like <laughs> after the discount, or a jacket. Go ahead. Sorry. Mo- yeah, Montana is a wild place, though. Like, only place me and Ruben have ever been to where you go in and you order a, a five dollar burger, and it, it's five dollars. Right in California, yeah. a five dollar burger is actually twenty three dollars, right? <laughs> like you got it after tip, after taxes. There's a burger tax, right? <laughs> like there's it's insane. The, California is just a it's a shithole, and I don't know. I I'm stuck here. I'm here forever. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to come on the post vacation episode. Yeah, and yeah. Just yeah it's true. <laughs> hear about hear about everybody's poopy butthole and and the the trip, which I do want to talk about, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. As Marco said, he wanted to talk about forums. I want to talk about goon stuff and internet communities and decentralization. And well, I might have a good kind of synthesis of that since you you taking the switchblade comb reminded me of that. Um, on a one a fun forum I read once, it was like a forum for like knife people, and they had a section where it was like about you know it was like about everyday carry and stuff. But there was one where it was about taking your own knives to restaurants, and it was very funny. People being like, "Yeah, I was going out in the steak the steakhouse knives were." terrible so i brought out my tactical edc 720 knife or whatever just the image of like the type of guy that would hang out in a knife form being like an applebee's or something and being like it's okay ma'am i got this <laughs> it's just like so, so that, that guy was that guy was you can tell he was he was prepared for that well i'm a knife nerd i, I used to be around prepper people because i've got i don't know i have weird interests and um oh, same <laughs> they're they're all like that and you spot them sometimes in the wild it's, they're not always carrying like a gun and like you know two spare magazines in case the first one runs out and they need a second one but <laughs> they're gonna carry a third one but they're worried about weight you know you gotta keep it light so only two spare <laughs> magazines but fucking um yeah no you can spot those guys like there's a there's a vibe to guys who know what edc means and think about it, like, as it applies to their life. Well, there used to be. Now it's changed, because now, like, the the, the posh boys, the, the, the lot of the, like, you know, tech vlogger types, they're, like, you know, phone reviewer types, they're getting into EDC now and doing these boring minimalist carries. They're like, i got my pen, my phone, and my wallet. I was like, well, that's not very interesting. I want to watch a 15-minute video about that. I want to see a weird knife. Uh, in San Francisco, there's a type of guy that exists out here. And he's a tech guy. Like, he works in tech. Yeah, he's those man, guys. Yeah, these guys These guys carry with them. Their equip load is, like, they're fat rolling. They're at 99 equip, <laughs> right? Like, they, they, they fucking, these guys are carrying insane amounts of shit on them every day. They're walking around like a and Fallout like, character. Yeah, literally. And it's because, like, they're talking about how, like, it, for them, it's for safety. Right. It's because and like they've they fell for the meme that San Francisco is out to get you like San Francisco's out to kill you, which it's not. But like they've fallen for that meme and they've fallen for it so hard that they're like wearing like they're literally there's a guy I used to go to. I used to work with back when I used to work in San Francisco and he used to wear armor, literal stab proof armor plating he would wear. And it added about 30 pounds to his actual like outfit that he wore. Right, and he would wear it underneath, and it was sewn into like this hoodie that he used to wear. And I used to be like, "Dog, at this point, like it's easier to just hit you in the head as hard as possible, because you can't run anywhere, right? Like you're like no one's gonna stab you when they hear you clinking down the street when you're like clink <laughs> clink clink. Like you sound insane, man. And that's, yeah, that's that's the kind of people that I. And this was like in twenty. I want to say like 2016, 2017. So you'll be you're saying that within the next five years, people will start Dark Souls rolling around San Francisco as soon as they see <laughs> a homeless person. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's time to get that. on the ground floor of tactical chain mail before yeah. it takes off. <laughs> I'll just tell people that's None my of... hydraulic penis. <laughs> I personally do not understand like the fear mongering behind it. But I mean, what it is is like, I don't know how plugged in. The new, my opinion about, like, where forums go and all this stuff, everyone says Reddit and stuff, but everything, Reddit, like, Reddit is where the new forums live, right? Where everyone is talking about things and how things are going. That's what I assume people like normies believe. But the reality, the reality, like, especially out here in the Bay Area, all of the forums are happening on that Nextdoor app, 
right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People, yeah, people on Nextdoor are just creating forums, like, or not creating forums, but, like, creating, like, private groups and private threads that are literally just, like, the most heinous, racist shit you've ever seen. I've in, I've infiltrated a few of them, and it's insane. It's, ab, like, the ab, abject horror porn is all that's inside of there. People, I believe it, yeah. next That's next door's vibe is very much just, like, pure, distilled, like, suburban paranoia. Yes, and, like, to a degree, there's, like, people... One of the wildest ones I think I've ever seen was, like, people posting actual cartel, cartel videos. Like, I've seen them on other forums. Like, I've seen them in in other, like, place, horrible places. But yeah, they're, like, I love this the they, Yeah, but they're like, this happened in Dolores Park three days ago. And I'm like... That is in Mexico. That happened in Jalisco, right? Like, that is, Sir, that's that is from very... Fast and the Furious 8. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's The Rock. And, yeah. <laughs> and there's tons of people being like, I, yeah, I was there. I saw this. We're like, what are you? What are you talking about? Right? Like, <laughs> they're posting. What are they posting? Cartel videos of? I mean, you gotta describe the content a little more. It's yeah, commenting on like a beheading video. This happened to me once. Yeah, <laughs> just say beheading videos. Yeah, I know what that. I know what that's about. I'm. I'm they're not all beheading videos. They're one of the wildest ones I think well, I've ever seen. There's other body parts. No, the the defacing one was a like a meme that they were doing in like 2019. I don't want to talk about it too much because I know that the Ivy fans will immediately tune out. So we got, <laughs> but essentially, like, yeah, there was like defacing ones. That's the one that they were posting was the guy getting his face removed, and they're like, "This happened in Dolores Park," and like everything around, like the guy had a, yeah, like he had a Federales, like insignia on him. But no, it happened in Dolores Park, dude. Sure, man, right? Like that's that's it. This kind of like tactical fear mongering in forums is so funny to me, but also like people. They don't have no fucking internet literacy. There's no such thing as internet literacy anymore. Uh, I fell for Shogs telling me that the George Foreman, that George Foreman actually built the George Foreman machine. He went to MIT. I believe that when he said that to me. <laughs> yeah, well, when we all know that Hulk Hogan grill? invented it and then he stole it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, the George Foreman yeah. grill. Yeah, yeah. Shogs said that he that that George Foreman built the George Foreman grill yeah, and I believe it I was, he got a degree in uh, engineering <laughs> and, and product believe, design and I believed it because I was like that's crazy that's insane but also he did put his name on that so it does make sense that like who would just build that and put someone else's name on that that's crazy uh, do you see what I mean like that's <laughs> that's yeah. psychotic profess to understand how marketing works so well and yet <laughs> Your, your mind rejects the idea. Why would they put George Farber's name on the grill? He must have built it with his hands. Yeah, he must have built it. That's how it works. When you invent something, you put your name on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Listen, that's just the rules, all right? Yeah, did you know that the Egyptians <laughs> built the pyramids by themselves? They had no help. Yeah, that's that's, that's a conspiracy no, theory. No that's a conspiracy. Everyone knows Everyone knows that the original, the original Israelites that were enslaved by Egypt were actually Mexican. Everyone if you take two this. pyramids and you put them <laughs> and you put them like that to like turn one upside down and put them so they kind of intersect, what does it look like? Star David, ancient Israelites. It's proof right there. 
Yeah, but they're Mexican. I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm trying to get away from. Yeah, the ancient Israelites were actually Mexican. They were Mesoamericans. But we understand this because Tolkien <laughs> based his uh, dwarf languages on on, uh, on Semitic linguists. Well, on Semitic ling- languages, which on were Mexicans. essentially on ancient Mexican. Mediterranean <laughs> Spanish. Mexicans. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got pyramids in South America. You got pyramids yeah. in Egypt. I mean, I mean, exactly. come on. Like you got pyramids in Cambodia. Other more Mexicans. Right, like you have everywhere that there was pyramids. You got pyramids there was at, the base, at the base pro shop. I mean, proof. exactly, that's, exactly. That's proof. Who, dude. That's proof right there. Yeah. <laughs> and who is buying the outrageously priced cowboy boots at Bass Pro Shop? Because it's not white people; it's Mexicans. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, there's a pattern here. The pattern buy, is emerging. I never buy any shoes from Bass Pro Shop, except maybe. The, fishing shoes, I guess. People, no, you can buy ones? cowboy boots at ours. There's, well, I there's, wouldn't. Yeah, I it's like would, buying people, work people boots at Walmart. Yeah, you'd have to take a plane over here. What the hell? I, <laughs> well, there's probably not. A, there's probably a Bass Pro Shop in like Butte or Billings or something. I bought work shoes from Walmart. I made that mistake. I bought. Um, I remember they were called Brahmin Hide. Is what yeah. they were called. That's their. And that's their store brand name. That's their great value. Work fucking. Boots. So I bought some steel toes from them because I needed them for work, and. These motherfuckers were like 30 pounds each. Both shoes were like 30 pounds. It was like wearing an extra 60 pounds, right? And the you would think that with boots that heavy that the steel would be like super hardcore. Because I was working as a tire technician at the time. The first tire that like it wasn't even like off the ground. It was like or it wasn't even on the ground. It was just a little bit off the ground because it was like being jacked up. It dented my boot. It like, and I was thinking to myself, like, how is this this heavy and offers zero protection? <laughs> this makes no sense. And yeah, that was fucking Walmart boots are the worst, and I wore those motherfuckers for two years. I still have them somewhere. I think they're the fucking worst. Yeah, well, don't get me started. On Welcome to boots. Ain't Shoes Show, your number one yeah, footwear podcast. I, Not racist footwear podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I hate, I can't get over how, because they, they cause me so much pain. I don't know if you've ever had a, have you ever had a bad pair of shoes before? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's like. Especially when you work I, on your feet. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I think the worst pair of shoes that I ever bought, Say I don't know if anyone knows this, but Safeway will sell you shoes if you work for them, right? Oh, they will okay, literally, no, it's, it's like indentured servitude how they do you, right? Because what they do is they'll be like, hey, you can buy these shoes and we'll just take it out your paycheck. We'll send we'll send you the shoes. You'll get them by the next day or like maybe the you know, they'll send them like overnight, not to your house but to the store and then you can buy shoes there. Yeah. These shoes are like you can buy the same shoes on Amazon for like one third of the price that Safeway will charge you. But Safeway will charge you that outrageous price and you'll be paying for it over time, like five or six paychecks. Right? Like and it's not insignificant. It was like $50 a paycheck to <laughs> fucking take out on these shoes. And these shoes are, they won't last you by the time you finish pay them, paying them off. Right? They are literally falling apart. And, like, it's a huge meme in, like, I work, I work around, a lot of my family works at Safeways. Everyone knows that Safeway shoes are, like, they're <laughs> fucking, they're just death traps. They're, they're like, oh, they're anti-stick. So what they they literally are super slick. They you you step on them immediately, sl- like slide, kill yourself. Uh, the <laughs> right, like just everything that they they say that they are, they are absolutely not. 
right? <laughs> like, they're better ice skates than they are fucking anti-slip <laughs> boots. Yeah. Well, that, that's always a great feeling when you have a job and they're, like, just trying to nickel and dime you for everything they can. Like, we're getting as much of the money we're giving you back as possible. I found out recently that if you work at Lucky's, at least the ones in my area, if you work at a Lucky's out here, they charge you for your uh, your uniforms, right? Oh, boy. And they'll, if your uniforms are dirty or not kept clean, they'll take money out of your paycheck for that, which is in, they'll dock you for that, which is, that's real indentured servitude shit. And it, sure. <laughs> it one sucks. second, guys. All good. Edit this one. I specialize in this kind of, kind of stuff. <laughs> in... In indentured servitude. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, based uh, racist assembling things. Oh, on assembling. So I love New Balance. I think they're great shoes. Aren't they? Aren't they racist shoes? The Base New Balance nine nine. The New Balance nine nine three. I believe, according to some internet post, which is probably equivalent to the whole. Ooh, it's the racist hand sign. That is the racist hand sign. It it was a joke and meme at first, and then it became real. Because, That's how these things because work. Because leftists <laughs> believed it, so they kept doing it to keep to goad them along. I, I I understand how it works, but it works. That is how that nice. works. You understand that? Like what happens is that's like because the left in America has been so cointel prod. It's very easy for you to like say something. But I'm not is a something. So, Man, it's, that's it's fucking, a-okay. It's, <laughs> this is why This is why people ask me, is Shogs a Nazi? This is why I get the DMs being like, is Shogs a Nazi? And I'm like, no, but, you know, if you ask him, he'll tell you yes. <laughs> I would never do that. Because I he, fucking hate Because Nazis. he thinks it's funny. Because he thinks it's funny. Right? He, I'm a Nazi tell, for Bob. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he'll say he'll say something. The only Holocaust like that. I want to do is everybody hey, who's no, not no, a no, 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 of the no. Church of the Subgenius. <sighs> All right, I might All have to of cut you under the trains. <laughs> Jeez, I'm cutting that one for sure. That last part's getting cut. It's okay. <laughs> there, Bob built the trains. He nickled and dimed everybody. They're the they cut corners everywhere. They'll never even get to the camps. Probably they'll break down three miles outside of town. Jesus Christ. I, I, cut, I gotta cut all that too. That's the, good. I don't know what my job is sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, what level of edge am I, edgy wedgy shadow the hedgy am I am I, uh, <laughs> am I aiming for here? Because I'm I'm just giving it my all. Just so, just shy. Sorry to. Have actually, to I'm not giving it my all. I'm I know. About, I know you're I'm not. about a seven. Just shy of of holocaust jokes is where we're cutting the line right there that's sorry you had to come back on that but that yeah <laughs> that's the level right so, shy of that like, and then all right and then pro pedophile stuff the holocaust go. or no 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 all any not the all of them all of them what about the whole lower, lower lower capital lower age yeah not capital yeah. whatever whatever it is they called the russian potato famine I don't know. I, the Holodomer or whatever it's Holodomer. I don't, the hol- I, don't, the, I don't know anything about that. The Hodor. I, I have a guest, I I have a guest here that friends. is full of internet lore, and I want to talk to him about it. And You've I'm been talking, talking about, about your poopy butthole I know, in California. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I'm tired. I'm sorry to 
nervous about that. It's, I got, I'm, I'm high as hell. I'm stung by a bee. So I'm like am I. I'm bonking weed. I'm donking tokes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm blunting to the face, bruh. What is, uh, I do have to ask you, how did you get into like something awful? How did you find your way there? Um, well, I mean, it's funny. I think like, like I first found it when I was, uh, when I was 18, um, when I was like first, like an adult, when I was allowed to have like unsupervised internet access really. But the first time I ever really found out about it was like when I was in eighth grade in middle school, I first saw like the all your base are belong to us flash video. That was like the first time I was really exposed to like true, like internet meme culture. Like before that I'd seen Can like I the hamster dance and stuff. Really quick? Sure. Did Mr. T ever eat your balls? <laughs> yes. Oh gosh, the classic. Yeah, the the the, the web. Yeah, I, I went all over the web ring there. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think Folks, about. Folks, if you like, if you want, if you want Mr. T to eat your balls, go over to the home of Vulgaris Redbubble. We got a Mr. T's eat your balls shirt. I think I've sold one of them in like six years. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to the day when I have to explain to like a Zoomer like who Mr. T is. Like, that's definitely one of those like Rubicons I'm not looking forward to crossing. Where it's like, oh boy, I have a Zoomer ward like side like like sidekick, and I think I should probably <laughs> introduce them to Mr. T A my balls because they'll get into that like they're into Homestuck, and then they'll tell all their little friends about it, and it'll yeah. it'll get the meme back out there. I literally showed yeah, my girlfriend say- uh, the muffins video for the first time today. And she was dying in the kitchen. <laughs> what is the muffins video? The, it's a YouTube it. video about the guy that's saying all the different muffins. What? I'll show it to you later. Uh, Do you guys know what I'm Ruben, talking about? No, Ruben, you're a you're a raw XD. It's like 2004 OMG, YouTube. You, so random type you guy. Who th- I know you but like, who are like, just, oh yeah, I was into early YouTube. That was like super popular in like 2004. It was 16 years I, ago when it came out. All right, man, but I'm just letting you know that like it, you're never it's gonna the beat the shoes allegations guys. of being. It's the shoes. You're guy. never, you're never gonna beat the allegations of being a raw XD type guy. Do you get what I'm saying? You're never gonna fucking beat that X. You're never. It's it's just 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 you're an LOL yeah. random tacos type guy. Just just deal with it, man. Yeah, I used to life. be the man now, dog too. Yeah. I took a <laughs> social media to the knee. Don't you mean you're uh, the dog yeah. now, man? Keep, you're the keep, you're the you're you're now the dog you're now the man. Dog. So you're in the you're in the eighth grade. All our base are belong to you. It's your first experience in like meme culture. But what actually like got you hooked into it? Um, I guess kind of like web comics were maybe my earlier things because like when I was younger, I was really into comic strips. Like I was a big like Calvin and Hobbes per kid, and you know like the Far Side, of course. I mean that's like the official like comic strip of science teachers. So of course I love the Far Side. And then from there I discovered okay. internet comics, and also and also because like I'm a furry, and that was a big part of furry culture at the time was like web comics. So that was how I kind of learned it from there. And then from there I found uh, it was actually through Schmorky's web comics that I found something awful. Oh no. Yeah, so yeah, that was that was. I haven't heard in a while. Uh, Did you ever fuck with Sabrina online? It's very funny you mentioned that. I've actually ta- one of my podcasts that I do is I do a furry interview podcast where I talk to older like members of the furry community. And like one of a recent show that was something that someone was talking about. So yeah, I, I am aware of that comic. It was very funny. We we're both kind of like dunking on how it, like, like it's not very funny, but it was like kind of like how, it's Zoomer. It's funny because like Zoomer furries kind of like are into that now. Like I, I don't know if it's like, how much of it is ironic, but people like just kind of like it's like Sabrina's kind of like a weird Zoomer furry icon. Like in terms of like old furry stuff, it's weird. At least at least the ones I know. The ones I was gonna say we. 
were talking about like having a zoomer war that was very funny because like yeah a lot of younger people are into internet history which is which is fun because and i'm you know it, it's it's also validating because it's like oh it wasn't just because that was just what was there at the time there's something here that you know admittedly usually people who are maybe like uh you know, neurodiverse but like yeah there's a lot of interest in it i'm very happy that i can be there for them for that Internet, internet, internet history. history. Like, like, uh, my, my girlfriend, we watch fucking, uh, strange aeons together. We on all the time. We watch, watch all the tumblers. The Tumblr, YouTube has so many Tumblr history people. And I was like, we need more, like, goon history up here. We need more. History up here. We need, we need all the classics. We need bodybuilding forum lore videos. That is definitely that. something I would like to I, now. Once I moved here and everything, and I have a little more like I'm, I can start like be getting better equipment. I would like to do more videos again because you know I, I enjoy making video content. It's just my my laptop is is not very good, and um, but and I don't have a camera or anything. But I'm definitely would like because I agree. I think that this is. It is, it is, con the content is interesting, and there's, like, so many different ways to cover it, too, and in a weird way, like, all those Tumblr people were kind of an inspiration for this, because, like you were saying, like, yeah, I was seeing this, and I was like, oh, well, this is interesting, well, and then I was like, well, maybe people would be interested in, in the stuff that I'm familiar with, and also, like, when I was in a, my last relationship I was with was with someone who wasn't aware, and I was, like, explaining to them, being like, oh, this person who has, like, no connection or context to these forums still thinks these these stories are interesting, and that was one kind of the, one of the inciting incidents for why I started kind of posting about them, and and then the Twitter account blew up, and then things went from there. So it worked out yeah. pretty good. Inter I, I honestly think that we shouldn't have the distinction between internet history and just general history. I personally believe in that general history, history, there's like subdivisions, like, you know. Yeah, I get, I get what I understand. I knew you were going to fucking nitpick, you fucking nitpicky son of a bitch. Why'd you, you say something I, wrong then if you knew I was going <laughs> to tell you it's wrong? Yeah, fuck fucking, you. Muffins is a great video. <laughs> Fucking you pedantic <laughs> piece of shit, Shogs. Anyways, I, I just, what I, I'm trying to say is that, like, I think that it's history. is like the real, even regardless if it's not, like, some, it's, all of it is, is historical. And, like, everyone, like, most people have a general interest in history. Or at least most people have some form of, like, even if they don't, they don't like history, there's something historical that they do. Like, lots of people who have no fucking... They don't give a shit about any kind of history or anything like that. They watch period pieces. They love cowboys. They love... Do you get what I'm saying? The aesthetic. And I think as, as we, like, move on as a society, as we continue to move, the looking backwards into the internet, a lot of it is just lost, right? Like, the Rotten Eggs forum, there's fucking absolutely no one archiving any of that shit, right? Uh, that crime thing shit was, like, no one was... was archiving any of that even bodybuilding forums the only closest thing we have to an archive of that is the joe rogan podcast because everything they were talking about there is essentially how we got his start right so like well they were the they were the they were the com they were the exegesis of the joe rogan podcast they were the uh yeah but the in, in a weird way yeah but in a weird way, that kind of ephemeral nature of the source material is is maybe one of the things that makes it kind of interesting too, because it is almost kind of like a return to like classical like spoken word storytelling. Like like you know, it's not like it's basically just people going off of their own memories and their own oral histories, and it is kind of interesting that that we are kind of like regressing to that with the internet, as you know, as old as you know, we lose so much of it all the time. Just and I, you know, as an internet historian, I understand the value of preserving it, but at the same time, I also understand that it's just like this vast thing that is becoming exponentially larger every day it's it's like that old parable about the map that's like so big and detailed it's as big as the thing it's mapping like you know curation and saving what we can as a part of that as well so i'm one of those people where it's like you know i i 
I've, I've kind of made my peace with the fact that we're going to lose stuff. And I've also just, I try and lean into that. Like one of the, the, to kind of give a preview of an episode that's coming out now, I'm doing it about a, um, about a private forum that like, uh, I don't have access to anymore. So I, I'm actually, it's just me going entirely off of like memories and, or, and like stuff I remember and everything. And it's, it's, it's an interesting way to do something like this because uh, as an internet historian, a part of it too is one of the things, I, I don't think goons are unique about this, but like is where people just retell the same story over and over and in the retellings, the story gets bigger and weirder like uh since the, since the 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 deduce episode was the one that you guys were really into like uh the piano post i mentioned that one i didn't get to around to is um in in the in, there's a post someone did oh hold on i gotta plug my my laptop and i forgot i unplugged it to help <laughs> all good yeah. all good um, a little idea about Dejuice. Uh, you should go listen to I'm from the Internet and, and their their series on it. But Dejuice was when the I think I might have talked about it on the show a little bit when members of the the suddenly awful crackhead clubhouse got into some Soviet era benzo called Phenazepam and basically ended up in a roofie circle on themselves, destroying their lives, <laughs> destroying their relationships. Uh, waking up days later to find they have a new piano in the house. And new bicycles and and less fiancés. Yeah, no, the piano post was actually exactly wanted to bring about that because yeah, like like when people talk about the stories about yeah, this guy came out from like a finazepam binge and he had a grand piano in his apartment, and like the actual post is that he had placed a bid on an upright piano and it came to and saw that he had been upbid and was like, oh my gosh, thank God I didn't get that. But yeah, in the retelling, it becomes and honestly, like the image is much funnier and I get why people do that and I don't like to nitpick, but that just that was very funny that kind of led into that just as, as the way that stories change over time and I do think that there is kind of value in that as well like uh one i like to think of example is that we all know that, that classic image where it's like that magazine uh screenshot where it's like this the, the screenshot from doom and it says pro tip to kill the cyber demon shoot it until it dies uh the thing about that is that that was a photoshop that's not from an actual game magazine and it doesn't really matter because it's just like a funny internet picture but i remember like you know when people were really mad about gaming journalism a couple years ago people would bring that up and be like yeah look you know game journalism's meaningless look at this and you know, when you know the context like yeah this is just a funny photoshop it's not real kind of like we were talking about earlier about like the internet like when we were talking about how people get in these like sort of weird echo chambers and just sort of build up these things that is kind of i think there is value in finding we like we know at this point fact checking like doesn't really matter because people will just believe what they want but i think if you have an interest in this it's it's its own reward just to kind of find out and sometimes sometimes truth is stranger than fiction and sometimes it gives you a more interesting context on it and even if it even if it doesn't like you know the stories are still fun yeah well, i've been I wondering a, a little lately like what would the chris chan situation be oh sorry ruben oh i have a question um mm-hmm. what do you think is like the like your favorite or like the most important piece of like internet history that should not be forgotten and my second question is can you do it in a uh, dark web voice when you tell us <laughs> <laughs> dark web voice. yeah dude he's like number 15 Burger King foot lettuce. Yes, the Burger like King this. foot lettuce. Voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm trying to. That's that's. I'm 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 not someone who's super good at ranking stuff. Like there are plenty of things I could think of are interesting and important. Like I think uh, in terms, of, let's see. Uh, uh, Just pretend like you're on Buzzfeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say. I guess in terms of, it, I know this is more of a recent thing, but just because I feel like just because it's something I keep bringing up more as I talk about stuff, as I feel like you know the stuff that happened with Christian and everything. I do think that that is I think that knowing about the not the person themselves, but like this whole apparatus that formed around them and like the way 
way that just knowing that there's this machinery that exists on the internet to track down people to method to do this you know to like document and harass them for entertainment i feel like that's that was kind of like a perfect example of like this is kind of you know this is this is where we are. This is the state of things. This is a thing that exists. Because I feel like people weren't really, you know, especially people who aren't terminally online might not be aware of how how deeply, how far widespread that is. And also, like, once you're aware of that, it makes you more kind of critical of your own stuff. Like, once you realize, like, oh, someone is making all these videos that pop up on my Twitter dashboard that are all about, like, how, you know, like, uh, like how this internet person is weird. But then if you dig a little closer, you find out it might have, like, a more insidious message to it or something. Like... I think I know that's kind of a roundabout answer there, but I guess just in general, I think finding out how people taking an unsympathetic person or a person who is not likable and then using that as a way to sort of like spin out into like a narrative about how like a group of people are bad or how you are justified in dehumanizing or othering people. I think that that is, I think there's value in that, especially in, in something like that, where it's so kind of far removed from what is like a regular person's experience that once you, you can kind of see it in a better relief. So then you kind of have a better understanding about how people function on that in uh, in other ways, I guess, online. Do you know? Do you know about like the uh, lolcow uh, economy currently? That's non. It's it's metastasized, right? What happened to Chris Chan has kind of metastasized and has now hit the internet. It's on YouTube. It's on Twitter. But their entire communities, their entire like people building media careers off of not Chris Chan, but like lolcows, people that they've deemed worthy of of uh, like just general hatred and uh you know pointing and laughing a lot of these people are not good people like they're bad people like uh cyrax is a you know noted guy who sends his dick to 15 year old girls and stuff and like yeah you know terrible people but like for me one of the things that i and i've talked about this on the podcast before one of the things that terrifies me about that is how the people are justifying not leaving these people alone do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. The, that's that's I'm afraid the, 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 there's like a metaphor I've kind of built up that I've been like using recently that people seem to connect with. Where I the way I say it is, it's like you build a box and you go anyone who fits in this box doesn't count, so you're allowed to do whatever you want to them because they have they've fit in this box, so they don't count as a person. And then once you've built this box, then you can just rationalize how to fit put people in there when you want to be mean to them. That's what happens usually. Yeah. It's like you go this person crossed line they are no longer a person it is okay to do this to them and then once you're there you can be like okay well this person i don't like them oh we found out they did this thing that i don't like or was bad okay we can now we can just be monsters to them because we don't have to feel bad about that eventually it becomes yeah, like, is, an, excuse, an excuse to enable your own kind of horrible behavior this is this is i i express this sentiment by basically saying everybody's christian now and uh but also, everybody is the the Chris Chan apparatus. Like, yeah, that's how Twitter operates. Every every day, a minor Chris Chan is selected by the public for some minor boneheaded infraction and uh, relentlessly, personally illuminatied for about forty eight hours, and then we move on to the next uh, victim, and uh, it, it'll keep going and going. And um, there are many interesting lessons to learn from the tale of Chris Chan. Like, I was just wondering. Uh, the other day, like, what would the Chris Chan situation be like? Like, like as legends spread, as the stories grow, without the Geno Samuel documentaries there to have the coldest, hardest, most at this point just 
mind-numbingly detailed like all the facts are there for the case like if but without something like that the the mess that is christory and like i i'm something of a christorian but i was there from like the beginning so like i understand linearly like these events but i can barely even imagine somebody in like 2023 who's just like sees Chris Chan trending for the fifth time in seven weeks on Twitter be like all right fine I'm gonna what what's Chris Chan and the task before them trying to understand like the best you got's like an 80 part documentary that's longer than watching every episode of like the Sopranos and then some I am glad that you mentioned yes sorry go ahead my girlfriend, who is a normie, watched that. So, normies do be doing that, right? Like, I know they are. I've seen the view yeah. counts yeah, on those videos. I, um, it's insane. The that's first what... one has over a million views. I am terrified at the concept that over, I, well over a million people. Thanks, Tucker. No, the name Chris Chan now, and like, uh, yeah. Because what, what I think definitely is, I think what what kind of changed is how now there is like an entire sort of media ecosystem built around taking extant stuff on the internet and then explaining yeah. it to other people. And I am fully a part of that. Like that's that's what welcome. Uh, that's what I'm from the internet is. It is it is me literally just explaining internet history to pe- to someone. But like this this whole thing exists, and because of that, it's taking these sort of like really deep ter- super online things and making them more palatable to regular people i think that's that's kind of what happened to QAnon. was like you know it started out as this weird 8chan thing but then like people on youtube and on facebook like started becoming like they started making it digestible in a way that like you know normies could understand and then all of a sudden everyone's like everyone's weird weird facebook on all of a sudden is like talking about adrenochrome harvesting now it's just and it's kind of the same thing with christian it's like everyone is kind of term everyone's kind of online now too like you were saying like i feel like covid19 was kind of like the last real barrier to like everyone not being online because once, once everyone was in quarantine and we really didn't have anything to do but post everyone became a poster and that's that's kind of when i feel like you know that's when a lot of the the you know, people who weren't online who hadn't had a chance to build up those antibodies that's where they kind of you know it's you know they they basically just wrapped themselves in a smallpox blanket and then uh you know the brain worms got to them i think honestly covid19 definitely had a a play in that but i honestly think that the media apparatus is the more important thing here i talked about it on another podcast we aired previously where I'd say that essentially, like, people who aren't online are still getting their fucking online, like, information mediated by large media corporations. Because, like, Tucker Carlson talks about Ron... Have you seen the Ron DeSantis fucking uh, ad, the homophobic one where he's like... Oh, yeah, the, the super-based uh, yeah, yeah, dark yeah. ROM with, like, the video yeah. game boss music. <laughs> all of that shit is all... Yeah, yeah, there's, like, a super-based edit of... And it's an actual Ron DeSantis where Tyler, the creator, an actual gay man says, Psych! And then they do, like, a bunch of, like, like gay Chad memes. And they're essentially doing what? Mishima stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Send me a link to go. this. Yeah, yeah. It's, but anyways, it's very embarrassing. <laughs> They're doing this. They they do. They're doing this right, and it's because what they're what Ron DeSantis is going after is the online, right? So to everyone else who is not online, that's a very fucking bizarre video. But to the people who are offline and seeing that bizarre video, they're looking at it and being like, "Huh, maybe I gotta get online." And that's do you get what I'm saying? And like that's yeah, how it that, that kind of 
the Overton window kind of shifted. And I, yeah. I think I do think a flip side of that too is like we do have like a lot of our our confidence and our faith in our institutions have have eroded over time. And because of that, like because we don't have a consensus, we don't have like something that we trust. Yeah, then people will kind of seek out their own truth. And because of that, it's easier to kind of silo yourself into these smaller, where everyone can kind of like find their own personal one that kind of lines up to that. And I mean, as someone who kind of creates that, like by all means, yes, by all means, li- listen to me. Think I'm think I'm a trustworthy person. <laughs> I'm I'm happy to tell you and entertain you things and get money for it. But at the same time, like well, yeah, you know, <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/iftipod. <laughs> but yeah, um, but at the same time, yeah, I totally it, like I do think since we don't we don't really have any like it's like we don't we don't have a greater trust or faith in anything or belief in it you know and rightfully so like you know like like that kind of the thing with like the COVID 19 conspiracy theories of course all the stuff about vaccines is dumb but at the same time it's like yeah our medical institution is terrible we never get free stuff and like yeah the advice they give us was always changing and updating it i get why that to be it's if, if it's very understandable why people might be frustrated and confused by that especially if you're not like you said like information literate or web literate if you're if your whole thing is just like oh well every you can't trust anything you see online then it's just like you know if, if nothing's real then you know it, it, i don't know how to fix this problem it is very scary and i don't know what's so going to do our society but. i do literally think like there is an actual solution Ooh. right and like that's the ancient show is part of that solution which is that like you know just have fun just you know what i'm saying like the 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 solution is become more connected interpersonally either via online or offline right like Make your off make your online friends your offline friends. Make friends everywhere you go. Like continue reaching out. Have a good time. I definitely more... I definitely agree with that. Yeah, no, because I know like my kind of um, I've I've kind of I've been writing my autobiography because like with my stuff kind of blowing up, I've been talking about personal stuff and people are like yeah you should write about this because also I've been I made friends with like a guy who is like literally doing he's like a, a doctorate do, person doing their thesis on something awful and masculinity and they've kind of clued me into this whole very interesting world of academic study oh. of all this and everything so what a, what a combination of topics to for, for I'm literally going to be cited in, upon yeah. like I'm going to be cited in someone's academic text that's so cool but um. But yeah, like like that is kind of my thing is like, yeah, it's so much of the bad stuff out there is because people have fallen into this sort of, in, you know, this sort of insincere performativeness. Like it could be aspirational and positive, like sort of Instagrammy, or it could be negative and self-destructive, like sort of like the chans or whatever. But in the end, everyone is just kind of isolating themselves and projecting themselves. And like you said, like, no, being, you know, being more real and genuine, building these smaller, more personal and meaningful groups instead of trying to have these vast but kind of like ultimately fast and meaningless like people are kind of realizing the big number doesn't really feel matter that much once you get over it but like having actual friends creating things that are meaningful and that connect with people that's much better and like as someone who's kind of gotten experience that like now that i've actually had like a twitter account that had like you know like i think like it it's like not super big but like you know 20 like 30 something thousand followers i think that's not bad at all and like no. um but yeah it's like the interaction you get with that it's yeah it's kind of cool to see all these numbers but compared to like something much smaller i'll get like so much more meaningful like or like even like my podcast like ifti i'm from the internet is definitely like orders of magnitude more popular than than the gray muzzle archives my furry one but because that one is so much more intimate and personal like 
I've made like lifelong friends with a lot of people I've interviewed on that. And also like the fans, Mm -hmm. the listeners are much closer, more personal and, or Mm -hmm. just like stuff like this, like these, these, these fun guest things are like one of my favorite things to do just because it's neat to meet people and see what they're working and kind of like bond with fellow creatives and peers. And, you know I mean? That's, that's what's meaningful and important in life. And I'm really glad that I get to do this, especially as someone who spent so much time in obscurity in this kind of, um, you know, this sort of negative space thinking that that sort of, like you said, like this, this sort of isolated nihilism. It's it's not a nice place to be in, and that's why I always like to encourage people to create things and make things. And and it's also why I'm always happy to you know be on other people's stuff, like you know because I genuinely enjoy it. And also because like yeah, like, like you said, this is I I agree with you guys completely. This is it's it's it's, it's direct action. It's not, it feels good to do that. I feel like after that's kind of a neat way to deal with the, that sort of disillusion and dissatisfaction with with greater problems. Is yeah, focus on what you can fix and improve instead of just giving up because I, yeah, it helps. I, I created a meme ideology, right? Like uh, that's the thing. All ideologies are memes, but if you if you put the meme ideology in front of it, no one is ever going to take you seriously. No one is ever going to question you and be like, "Debate me, debate me, debate me." You're you're like it's a meme ideology, pal. Calm yeah. down. Right. But the meme ideology that I came up with is something called homeism, and it's kind of like a uniting force between all of us in in the chat and like you know all the little my all the little projects that we take care of and and do homeism is like the pervading message through it all which is the idea of like in america the old way of of doing things is dying which is fuck you pay me right that's going away because more increasingly people are just saying fuck you right like i'm I'm not getting yeah yeah exactly and so the the homie way of looking at it would be instead fuck you be my friend right (laughs) not giving you an option to not be my friend Right. Like what it's it's a radical acceptance of, of people where they are and how they are and seeing through like all of the performative bullshit, all the things that they are pushing up and being like, yeah, all that shit doesn't matter. We're friends. Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like that and that being able to do that, push through that has put me into so many different orbits. Like that's why in a lot of ways, anyone who knows me like in the arc of the podcast, when I first started the podcast. I've always been a guy that's been like very high openness and as I continue growing and like meeting more people, I'm in these insane group chats with like, you know, regular people who are just like, oh, hey, what's up? Welcome to our like little group chat where we hang out and where I like welcome to based racist group chat where we say everything that's based and racist and we do racist shit. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah, dude, cool. I'm also there, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they're sharing memes. None of them are good. But I'm there with them and I'm trying to homie pill them. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. I'm increasingly finding myself in these positions where you can break down the walls of people's performative, how they are and, and what they're trying to be and be a little bit more, I don't know, friendly, joking. Like, it's all a joke, man. All this is funny. Like, you should just be funny. You should just have as much. You should you should you should work on yourself as much as possible. And you should you should work on yourself to get to a point where you can help other people work on themselves. And, like, that's the pervading homie message, right? So, like, yeah. honestly, it's, I'm glad you agree with that because, like, a lot of people, when I when I tell them that, like, the most direct action you can do is have fun, they look at me like I'm a psycho, right? <laughs> like, if you want to, yeah, if, if you want, like, the most direct action you can take right now is just to stop giving, stop caring what you look like and just have fun. Just enjoy yourself. Yeah, you know I, I definitely like, understand how, like, uh, so someone could maybe, like, 
I do feel like I do feel like people are kind of like we've kind of seen that weaponized against us in some ways. Like I know on the pod we've talked on our pod we've talked about toxic positivity a little bit. I know this isn't what this is, but I know we've kind of seen that somewhat. I can, but I totally agree with you that yeah, like genuine kindness and friendliness is very cool, especially if you're someone who has a personality like ours, where you are where you can go to like these like you know like the yeah you can go to like you know the based racists like uh, top ten <laughs> dank memes brought to you. You don't have to be friendly. You just have <laughs> yeah. to have friends. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. You could do that too. I'm I'm friendly. I'm friendly like out of spite, right? Like when people tell me like, oh, I don't like that guy. My initial thought isn't to be like, well, fuck that guy. My initial thought is to be like, I'm gonna be your friend for real, motherfucker. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like now I'm really gonna be your friend, right? Like yeah. that's and also a lot that, of times you find out these people don't really, uh, you know, that's they they don't know what they're missing out on. I I've just come to understand that like a lot of people are isolated. They're if you want like the real my my real theory about all of it is that there is a capitalist incentive to be isolated right yes. there's a that there's a under capitalism there's an incentive because it makes you it essentially like it revs up the desire machine inside of you to continue buying to fill the hole of isolation of loneliness you continue being more performative and to perform you need money so you need to continue it's just like ambition cycle where you're just fucking trying your best to be your most authentic self and it's all being sold to you yeah right you're, and you're since buying... everything's a competition like you can't even make like connect with people on that because everyone is is, is you know the person you're working with is also competing for that brass ring and then yeah it's, it is very isolating mm-hmm. and so like the only way out is to look at the brass ring and realize you're on the carousel and be like i actually really enjoy the carousel I'm having a great time. It's actually really fun to go up and down on the horse in the yeah. Carousel. It's like why am I sick. why am I risking flying off this thing to grab them? I'm just having a great time mm-hmm. with my with my homies. On, on I got I even got the panda one this time. It's my favorite yeah, one. Me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me and my homies are hanging out on the carousel. I don't know why you're reaching for the brass ring, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's yeah. That's that, essentially that, that definitely lines up with my experiences as someone who was very isolated and hateful for the twenties, and then kind of like one of the things that kind of started humanizing me was basically yeah, having dealing with people that were nice to me and like genuinely enjoyed me as a person. It made me kind of realize, huh? Like if other people like me, why can't I like me? Like what is wrong? And then that was kind of like the crack. It was like yeah, if you're like if you if if you are mean to people, they they will harden, they will defend themselves, and eventually it just like they, whereas like yeah, it's. I, I definitely agree. There is, there, I, you know, this is very cool. I'm, it's nice having people put into words feelings that you've had. And that's another reason why I like talking to people because I'm not always good at that. So. Yeah, same. I'm, uh, what is, Shogs, Shogs is an intellectual. He hates when I say that. Nah, you've seen my YouTube likes. <laughs> it's all like anime nine eleven memes and stupid, <laughs> like, 40 second perfor- animal look you, dances. Look at you performing... You're doing your best to be like, no, I'm not smart, man. Would a smart guy do this? You know what I'm saying? Like this? Would a smart guy like this? I don't think so. You're doing that right now. But you're, <laughs> you're actually an intellectual. But I'm I'm kind of more of like a – Shogs always gives me shit. I'm kind of like a – I'm kind of like a weird machismo reactionary, right? <laughs> where like, where like my, my – prime drive is to be the manliest that i can ever be in any situation always be manly always be being manly but like 
I've I've crossed the wires in my brain. Gayest shit in the world. I don't understand how. Yeah, you it's can... extremely gay. It's it's <laughs> extremely gay, but it's fine. Like I'm, you know, he gets he gets mad at me because I'm always like, dude, yeah, I have gay sex. There's nothing gay about it though. It's just two men loving each other. There's nothing gay about that, dude. And he gets. <laughs> it's more your 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 repeated. <laughs> accelerating insistence upon it you know the, the exponential it's growth not, of the insistence that it's not gay it's not gay it's two men can have sex and be in love and it's not gay i don't know how to there's no way there's it's just a very that's a very masculine thing to do it has nothing women to do with, wouldn't understand and that's why i don't want them around never, with yeah. their smelly vaginas. i do no i do love women that's that's my personal albatross is that i I happen to love women. I happen to love women so much that I want to have sex with men. I don't know how to explain that in a way that makes any sense. Like I'm not the one who's at. bragging about all the gay sex <laughs> they have. But what I'm getting at, though, is that like that kind of I've you were talking about pos- like uh, toxic positivity. I've figured out a way to like utilize my worst traits, make them funny, make them funny things about myself. Do you know what I'm saying? Make them use them to try and like self-deprecate in a way that isn't like self-destructive, yeah. but in a way that is humanizing. And so like, yeah, I have lots of like toxic masculine fucking ideas and ideation that I need to work on. And I am striving on working on these things. But how I do that is I make I tell people like I'm very upfront about these things. I tell them how I am and why I am the way that I am. Right. And I think that like turning your turning your negativity into positivity isn't toxic positivity it's like a no it's it's the opposite it's just positivity yeah yeah well it's like it's but there's like a weird there's like a i i ride this line all the time where like i'm like no i gotta be better i gotta be better i gotta keep doing i gotta keep growing i'm on that grind set and i'll burn the fuck out and then instead of like a normal person who'd be like yeah i'm just gonna take a break i'm like no i gotta double down Cause I'm burning out. <laughs> I gotta be strong. I can't just, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, like tweaker logic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's like a, I think that like, well, just I'm because sorry, you I'm can, picking on you. I don't know if you're <laughs> just because, just because you can recognize, this is what I was getting at is that just because you can recognize the way things are, because you can recognize and put it into words and articulate how you feel, doesn't necessarily mean that you're now immune to it. Right. And I think that like that's one of the things that I that's why my podcast is so irreverent. Right. It's because I want people to know that none of us are immune to this uh, this isolating force of capitalism. Right. And like we're just a few desperate homies scattered throughout the world looking for a good time to hang out and talk and, and to bullshit. Right. Like that's Aren't we just an edgy little guy. And I yeah. just like to say outrageous things to be cute. I don't have much of a deeper <laughs> ideology behind it. You say that, but then you're like, I like, the, it's it's called uh, deconstruction of certain flows. There is psycho- thought, bo- there's is thought it- behind it. There's not a message behind it. I agree there's, with a, there's a process. I understand what I'm doing. And I have like, I have a, it's very complicated, but ultimately it's just so I can Shog's jack like off the- over how, how much work, I, how much work I put into sounding stupider than I am. I don't know if you yeah, Shog is like the deconstruction delusion machine is something. That yeah, but I'm not talking continue. about like what I'm saying with comedy about that. I'm not trying to be like. See, I'm using jokes to try and like accelerate the deedipalization of the the, the capitalist schizo um, socius. See, you saw, 
You thought um, of this. That's where, that's the joke. No, I'm not. If I was going to, okay, let me see here. Hang on. Okay, what I'm trying to do is to uh, point at the uh, uh, um, hypocrisies of uh, modern society and uh, to deliver down. a scathing critique of the status quo by way of... Uh, uh, pr- because you understand, comedians are like the real prophets. We're like the real philosophers <laughs> these days, and it's up to us to speak truth to power. And um, Nietzsche wrote about the will. Right. You know, Nietzsche wrote about the will to power, and isn't that really what comedy is? Is a Nietzschean exercise in exerting your will over the uh, the fundamentally. A meaningless, absurd morass of modernity and shaping it into a machine to produce now you're, joy. Now I feel like you're reading. You're feeling uh, no, you're I was closing my like... eyes to like see words inside my head. I was I was typing on a typewriter inside my head. Yeah, all that unless you get mad at me and then it's just a joke and then it doesn't yeah. count. So you can't yeah. get mad at me. Yeah. Christian represents the ultimate the ultimate object of Oedipalized. Uh, consumer identity capitalism in the the modern era, uh, operating at a perfect nexus point of Sonic the Hedgehog autism, and uh, 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 a consum- I already said consumer identity. Uh, it's, it's a typewriter. There's no backspace. Shit. Okay. Uh, I think should what I or should I not? In summary, is yeah. it do be like that? And I'm big mad at it capitalism. I'm going to write a book about Chris Chan one day. It's going to be the most tedious fucking book ever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think if I ever wrote about, I don't, like, my thing is I would never do it about them themselves just because they're so overdone. Like, I don't think there's anything I could say about the person themselves, but I think, like, I oh, yeah, definitely no. think, like, like a fictionalized take on it or, like, some sort of, like, I could definitely see there being, like, like I do think that, yeah, just, it is... There is, it's a it's a space to play around in. I think, especially as as we go on and more people become victims of this, it's definitely something that it's just gonna be you know just we just don't really have that much context for this. This is a new thing really for us. Like I mean, I know the internet in general in terms of humanity is, but yeah, it, it's you know, and, and I guess that's one of the reasons why I'm glad I can at least help preserve this history is because I think that's one of the we can learn from. Like one of my videos I want to work on is um I guess kind of tie in what you wanted to talk about about like forums and stuff was a uh, one of my other old uh, stomping grounds was portal of evil which was like a 2000s um uh yeah where, where it was kind of like a predecessor of places like kiwi farms or like something awful's hell dump subform but the premise with portal of evil was though is it was set up like a museum they even called them like exhibits and the premise was that you you weren't supposed to interact with the people there you were just supposed to look at them like from afar and then on the forums there you could discuss it and like yeah you know people were mean and and stuff then but like it wasn't it was explicitly like you're not supposed to be bothering these people and I think a lot of people that that are in these communities don't understand that they actually enjoy or, or like they they have a genuine enjoyment for, for sort of outsider art or or, diff, or interesting people or weirdness or whatever and they don't really understand how but so they're presented with it as oh well we make fun of it and that's the thing we do and then they just kind of go with that of inertia but I think if we sort of I kind of want to try and go, like learn from the past and be like, maybe we could do more like that, like what they used to do there. Like maybe we could learn from that and be like, we can be entertained by weird internet people. And, I, and I'm saying that as someone who considers themselves a weird internet person, as well as uh, someone who talks. There's another fun thing about this too is how I have like my foot in both worlds. Like the irony of of a weird furry being the person that's documenting something awful instead of something awful documenting a weird furry is like, I, I never get sick of it. It's fantastic. You could write, you could write the goon version of mouse 
<laughs> be the art spiegelman of something awful <laughs> I, do, I do have my rats yeah <laughs> i do i do think it's so extremely with funny with, that... with musk becoming a uh, low tax 2.0 his upcoming fight with mark zuckerberg like i am so excited to see the new low tax and gate like finally finally complete his role by engaging in fisticuffs with somebody he doesn't like well, I, I would argue if he's going to complete his role, uh, it doesn't end with the, with fisticuffs. It ends. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait for Elon Musk to fucking blow his brains out so he doesn't have to pay child support to Grimes. So <laughs> you know that when Low Tax did it, nobody gave a shit except goons. Elon farce, Musk is, is entirely like I'm telling you, Elon Musk is a little bit more the my every time a person. Who like one of the most wildest things to me that fucking blew my brain was uh, when Epstein supposedly killed himself, and there was people posting the suicide hotline number, being like, "Yeah, like, do you get what I'm saying? That's gonna be fucking ten times worse if Elon does it, right? We will, they will probably shut down social media for a while to be like, this is harmful. This caused one of the richest men in the world." To off himself. Well, only if he uh, loses. This is bad for your brain. But he I, is going to lose. I yeah, that's the thing. I'm looking at Zuckerberg like yo, he seen he's unassuming, <laughs> but I feel like bump Bob and Zuck's just gonna stand there completely passive, just tanking hits like with no reaction <laughs> for like 15 minutes, that's... and just grab Elon, just snap his neck like without even blinking. Yeah, no, it, it's awesome. gonna make us. Yeah, he just like does the backward long jump from a Mario sixty four speed run, and then and then Elon just comes out of existence. <laughs> I just you need to understand that like there's the the like the media the media landscape is going to be it's fucking gonna grill his meats. Yeah, like it's, if it's you if you thought that the media was annoying about people laughing at the people dying in the sub, oh man, that's going to be a oh, whole yeah. new level. Exactly, exactly. Oh. It's going to be even fucking worse, right? Like, that's one of my biggest frustrations is that everyone online is like, eat the rich, eat the rich, but the motherfuckers They're making money off of being online, the motherfuckers who have a platform big enough and large enough. Who are actively making money and don't want to scare away advertisers are the first people to be like, we shouldn't. You don't want to eat the rich. You know, you don't want to hurt their feelings. Do you get what I'm saying? And that's yeah. incredibly frustrating to me, because if I had the platform, I would be, I would double down. All right, like I don't need the money. I'm doing this for the love selling, of the game. I think we should be selling <laughs> eat the rich shirts. I'd be interested no, I, to see what sizes we're selling the most of. We should sell Blow the Rich and see what happens. <laughs> see, we should. See, that's actually. the more interesting. That's the more interesting. That's far more interesting. Blow the Rich and see what happens. Did you see about the, the on Twitter? Did you see the two blowjobs a week or two blowjobs a month for rent? Oh, yeah, yeah. In, in Yeah, yeah I've, that was seen very that. Fun. I've seen videos of that already, so I was familiar <laughs> with the concept. Yeah. <laughs> I just hate that we live in a world where someone's like, that's a deal. That is a deal. Right? Like, I was like, hey, come on. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not a deal. That is <laughs> Jesus Christ. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, one blowjob a year, maybe. But two a month, that's pushing it. All right? Fucking <laughs> deal. We got to make a deal here. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Anyways, that's that's life. I think we are at time. That's it's like 123. Live. I don't want to. 
<laughs> I don't want to. I know you're like in someone's kitchen. I don't want to put you out for too much longer. But um, thanks for coming on, man. I am sorry that like I didn't get a chance. Like I wanted to. I wanted to ask more. I want to do more. Well, you hey, I guess I'll have back. to come on another time then, especially yeah. when, yes. I'm, when I'm actually properly rested and not oh, like. No. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to lie to like, us. It, it, yeah, as much fun as, as, much as, fun as I'm having out, now, man. it's like, if you could see inside my head, it's just like the black and white cartoon playing turkey in a straw on a jug. I'm just like... It's <laughs> a good song, man. Don't not. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, do you want to plug your pod so that other people so we can... We've already plugged it, but we want more people on Yeah, this. no, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, my, my main podcast is called I'm From the Internet. It's a podcast about somethingawful.com, the goons and their consequences. Uh, every episode, I, uh, t- who, someone who spent their entire life immersed in this Forbes culture, uh, explain a, a, a story or a piece of lore or, or character or something to a Chicago comedian named Winslow Dumain, who's, who's very funny. Also, he's very smart and has a lot of uh, insightful stuff about masculinity to say. So if you're if you're like the homies here, you'd probably enjoy his, his takes as well. He's he's also designed, developing a card game. Uh, he was that's actually why he's not here right now. He's um, he was going to come. We had it originally, but like I said, it's very cool. Uh, my other podcast I do is called uh, the Gray Muzzle Archives where I interview um, older members of the furry community. Gray Muzzle is sort of like uh, an affectionate term within the community for like experienced or older members of the community. And so it's, if you ever wanted to know what being a queer nerd was like in the 80s or even like the 70s, like the time before internet, it's really interesting. You also get to learn about like what nerd fandom was like, like about what, what communities were like. And also like uh, it's just the people are interesting. Like one of them is like an Esperantist who who emigrated to, uh, he lives in, uh, he He's, he's Dutch now. He's an American, but he lives there. Another one um, uh, is uh, she. She's just she's uh, she's fifty one, and she just started transitioning when she was forty nine. And it's just like you know that later in life transitions are always so interesting. I got to talk to an Australian game developer who's really just all sorts of really interesting people. It's a, and I do have a YouTube channel where I do some internet history stuff, and I'm I'm on I'm online pretty much everywhere as Jay Brandstetter. Um, yeah, and I, I, I had a great time. I mean, check out my stuff, and uh, you, you know, and uh, yeah, it's. Just, it's neat. Um, I'm having a great time, and I've just moved to a new place, so I'm starting a new chapter in my life. Things are going to be really interesting, and uh, you can see my rats. I, my rats are very cute. <laughs> all right. I do love... Do you have one? Do is love... there a big rat that makes all of the rules? I actually do have... One of them is a little bigger. His name's Tui. He was a rescue, actually. So <laughs> oh. he's kind of the bigger, nice one. And then, uh, yeah, there's a... Uh, they're, 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 all, they're all in a big pile right now in the little travel cage. So I'm looking forward to taking them out and letting them get some, uh, some exercise. Before I read off and thank all the patrons, I do want to say I did listen to your furry podcast, and I loved it. I am not a furry, and I've actively had, like, beef with the furry community back in the day, back in my old Tumblr days. Oh, everyone did. It's totally cool. Yeah, I had to undo a lot of it, mostly just because, like, I didn't – they took a character of mine. And did some stuff that I was very upset about. <laughs> that is that is kind of yeah. Chew like does it... not have a penis. You slandered <laughs> lies similar... posted on Encyclopedia Dramatica of Homie Chu having straight sex. <laughs> Lucrative lies woman. and mockeries. <laughs> but I uh, do I do want to say it is very it is very good. I love I love that it's kind of like it's fur it's furry centered. But there's a lot of like 
queer history involved in all of this and i yeah a lot of the listenership it's not a show just for furries it is like if it's just the way i said it's just it's just interesting people telling interesting stories and yeah there's a it is overwhelmingly queer like my one of my this isn't even a joke i'm trying to find a straight furry to have as a guest because they are a part (laughs) of the community and and like they do need to be represented and um so i am pretty excited about i found i've actually found a couple i'm talking to so uh yeah so that's a preview look forward to our our first our first hetero guest on the great going through the people in my head I was like, well, maybe I know somebody. You're like, uh, 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 <laughs> it's it's yeah, me, I'm... Shogs. It's me, Shogs. I'm straight. I have sex with men, but I'm straight. I need You're you to not understand. a furry. <laughs> I could be <laughs> under the right circumstances. Everybody's furry. Uh, crystal. Yeah. Ex- okay. Anyways, I want to read off the uh, Patreon. And Sabrina online. Uh, I mean, the characters. I'm just saying, you know. If- if you ever want to talk, we did just, an episode of Home Vulgaris about that webcomic hey, back in the day. And if you ever want to talk about... People have literally paid us, Shogs. People have literally paid us. For the content wanna, that wanna, we're delivering. You think they're giving us money just wanna, so no, they know their I wanna names. Give, I want to give... I just want to read them out. I want to shout out to They can hear their homies. own names if they discuss, say it out. They could record themselves saying their own name. Shout out. It's like a podcast simulator. Shout out to Fuzzy Nalgas, Hamwich, Justin Bennington, Kevin Villasane. Uh, mm-hmm. Malik Nunez, hey, yeah. Shmoo, Alex, Ooh. Andrew Morgado, Benny, Chris Wade, Daniel Freed, Fred Sharman, the Devil in France, JJJ, John. Please let me get this out. Josh I'm just, G, I'm Luke Simasek, Patrick our Goldman, Reese, Big Dick Koknar. What's up, Richard Koknar? Why Dick Koknar over here? Ryan, Sarah Zidig, Slithers, Stephen Savino, the Empty Set, Alex, Decoy. Uh, you, Shogs, <laughs> Jasmine, Julie, and my tits are Praxis. What's up, Basil? Love you. Uh, Spore, and yeah, that's it. Spore. Yes. Thank you, guys. Honestly, thank you, homies. It's crazy to be growing. Um, How can people the... go get their names read right on the show? All they have to do is go to homie, uh, wait, patreon.com slash the homie collective. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they can pay a dollar and or more and get your name shouted out on your favorite podcast about, uh, Whatever. Who who cares? The world's number one not racist podcast. True. Bye. This week's episode of the Ain't Shit Show has been brought to you by the Based Racist Footwear, now available at Walmart, Safeway, and Boot Barn. Through the miracle of stereo, today's sound is designed to suit you.
entertainment. Yes. <laughs> 